I have a really good feeling about this. Welcome to Pop Culture Catechism, where we take a look at art from pop culture and uncover the true, good, and beautiful elements found therein. Let's get started. Welcome to Pop Culture Catechism. I am Mike Tenney. I am joined by Awaken host John Mark Grodi and Men's Show alum Rob Holler as my guest. If you haven't figured it out, we're talking about Star Wars today. So grab your lightsabers, um, put on your Ewok costume, uh, put your girls, you can put your hair up in a bun or a little Ray triple yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna have a good time today. I'm very excited to talk about Star Wars uh, with you guys. But before that, I want to tell you a little bit about Awaken Catholic. If you go to awakencatholic.org, you can find all the shows on Awaken. Uh, and this studio runs on donations. So if you want to see shows like this and the other shows, like John Mark's show and all the other shows that we run, uh, go to awakencatholic.org/slash/donate, and you can make a one-time donation. Or if you make a recurring monthly donation, you join what's called the Awaken Nation, and you get access to exclusive content. Um, some of which is talks by me and other show hosts and other presenters through Awaken Catholic. Uh, you can also download, we now have an app, the Awaken app. Go to theawakenapp.io. You can't get it through the app store, but you can get it through uh, this site here. And it's a free app with access to all our shows and lots of cool content. And if you're part of the Awaken Nation with that monthly uh donation you also get a second tier of the app with more exclusive content you can chat with show hosts like me and john mark and rob and uh yeah it's a, it's a, it's a good time it's a cool place for getting getting a lot more people on the app so that's cool um speaking of apps you can also help out your prayer life and uh awaken catholic.org by going to hallow.app slash awaken uh, the Hallow app is an awesome way to work prayer into your life. You can do it in the car. You can, uh, it has Lexio Divina, the rosary, and lots of cool little scriptural meditations. I know lots of people that use it. My wife uses it every day, and she says it's, it's transformed her prayer life. Um, I like to do the daily examine. Just a great way to look back through your day with gratitude and notice moments where, where God is working in your life. So um, that's an awesome way to, to help out your prayer life. If you know someone who is a Star Wars fan <laughs> like us... <laughs> Uh, please uh, send this episode to them. Like, share, subscribe, uh, rate us on iTunes and all the places you get your, your your podcasts and write a review. Leave us something in the comments uh, and let us know what topics you would like to see on Pop Culture Catechism. Those are all ways that you can help our show. Thank you so much for watching and listening. I'm excited to have you guys here. Oh, I'm excited too. You look so yeah. dark. I'm not sure. What you, this is, looks like a Jedi robe, yeah, but yeah. you're so you're Got so the dark. emblem here. Yeah. So I'm not so, sure who uh, we're representing. He's going to take off his hood and he's yeah. going to have horns and Big stuff. Reveal. Yeah. No, normal. Uh -huh. I'm going to keep it on. So we brought some Star Wars swag uh john mark was nice enough to bring us lightsabers so this is legit like you're not you usually supposed to grab the lightsaber by, its, by its, yeah by its i'll go star killer right. and hold it like this right. so do you guys ever play the force unleashed that was a great game. yeah oh so good game. oh we um, don't man yeah you were right there's probably yeah, way too much yeah. for, we're gonna, for today we're gonna star try wars to, games some other yeah, time we're gonna stick to like the main movies today we're not gonna <laughs> talk about clone wars or mandalorian or rebels or any oh, of that stuff man. we're gonna stick to so the prequels the sequels the original trilogy we can talk about rogue one i feel i yeah, i include yeah. that as part of the original trilogy really um yeah. i also um brought with me um so this is 
my Rancor toy from when I was a little boy. It's missing an arm, so you can see we played with it hard. Uh, and I brought this because it has also become one of my daughter's favorite toys. Uh, if we, I have a picture of her playing with it, if we could throw that up. Um, this is her with a pacifier. So she calls this Monster Baby. And uh, there she is with a bottle Aww. taking care of Monster Baby. She puts that Monster Baby in a blanket so in the stroller with the pacifier and pushes Monster Baby around. She's basically like, what's his name? Monster one guy baby. who takes care. Oh, I forget. Anyway, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, that one. Let, let us know in, our, in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and you brought a robe. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Awesome. My mother bought this for me for Christmas. Best uh-huh. Christmas gift ever. How old were you? So, I was. 29. There you go. <laughs> I also, my, my friend Patrick last year got me 12 pairs of Star Wars socks. So now this is, the, may the force be with you. Um, <laughs> and with your spirit. Thank you. And so I, I now wear Star Wars socks a significant awesome. amount of the time. Now I doubled the number of socks I have. So nice. Nice. yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, so guys, I want to yeah. talk about uh, well, first of all, how about you guys just introduce yourselves for the beautiful people that don't know who you are. So Rob, uh, tell the people who you are. Sure. Uh, my name is Rob Holler. Uh, I'm married. I have a two-year-old son who I am so excited uh, to bring into this world of Star Wars. Uh, he's We've got a flip book and he's got, he's got names down. I don't. It's mm-hmm. pretty impressive. It's very thorough child size flip book. Awesome. So <laughs> goes through all of them. So, yep. Yeah. Awesome. I'm John Mark Grodi. I'm a host here on Awakened Catholic. My wife and I host the show Elevate Ordinary. So I'm obviously married. We have five children. I am the director of the Coming Home Network International. And yeah, I live here in uh, near the Awakened Studios uh, in Perrysburg, Ohio. Awesome. And I'm uh, Mike Tenney. I'm a Catholic speaker and worship leader, uh, host of Pop Culture Catechism. I also have uh, two children. And when I'm not doing um, I'm a stay at home dad other than that, which is super fun. And, uh, I let my kids play with my old star Wars toys. Nice. So <laughs> some people are like, Oh, they're like collectors out of those. Like I did not take good care of them. Mine are all <laughs> like, like the rancor monster that's missing an arm. Yeah. Uh, so I assume if you're watching this, you know what star Wars is, but if you don't, and just for a quick recap mm-hmm. for us. Uh, so star Wars was a movie that came out in 1977 and George Lucas came up with the whole idea and he wrote and directed it. Um, The franchise of Star Wars holds the Guinness World Records for the most successful film merchandising franchise of all time. Um, In 2020, the Star Wars franchise total value was estimated at 70 billion, seven zero with a lot of zeros after it. Um, It is currently the fifth highest grossing media franchise of all time of all time across all media, not just film. So 1977 was a new hope. That was episode four, the first star Wars. It was just called star Wars at the, for a long time. And now we tend to call it a new hope. Uh, the empire strikes back in 1980 return of the Jedi in 1983. And then the prequel, a trilogy came out in 1999 with the Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones in 2002, Revenge of the Sith in 2005. And then the sequel trilogy, which was under Disney, uh, came out with The Force Awakens in 2015, uh, Rogue One in 2016, which isn't actually one of like the episodes, but I think sure. most fans consider it yeah. just as much as part of as one of the uh, nine main episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, the Last Jedi in 2017. Uh, there was the Han Solo movie, Solo in 2018, which I think most fans are kind of like, eh. 
It's okay. It was fun. fun. (laughs) Take it or leave it. Uh, And then the rise of Skywalker, uh, capping off the sky. What has come to be known as the Skywalker saga in 2019. And there's TV shows and video games and books. And there's like official canon. And then there's like apocryphal legends. (laughs) So it's kind of like scripture and yeah, cartoons and comic books and uh, toys. Yeah, and supposedly there's new movies coming and like that are unrelated to the Skywalkers, but in the same galaxy, far, far away, a long, long time ago, Mm. which is kind of exciting. So. Um, so I, I heard a, uh, uh, a fun fact that when George Lucas was first negotiating a movie deal, um, he asked to share the rights to the toy merchandising, yeah. Yeah. which had like never been a thing before. And they he, were like, sure, you can he, have the rights to the, he basically envisioned these toys. Yeah. You know, there was uh-huh. not the way they sell toys now and mm-hmm. related to movies. Yep. Like he was one of the first people to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he was paid handsomely for it. Yeah. <laughs> and was, and I was we'll like, continue hey, to make big. merchandising yeah. from movies. That's a cool thing. And that's why like when a Star Wars movie is out, you can go to the store and there's like apples and on the bag, it has like Star Wars characters, like the merchandising is everywhere. Um, so let's, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the movies just kind of artistically. What do we love? And then we'll get into some of the deeper themes. So gentlemen, what do you love about these movies just as, as film? What do you love about them artistically? Well, for me, uh, I just I always go back to the first time I saw it. I was very young, um, you know, which was also renewed by the re-release when it was in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some things they did there were interesting. But mm-hmm. uh, when I first saw the movies, uh, just the experience of being caught up into this whole other world, it was mesmerizing. I was caught up along with Luke Skywalker on this huge adventure. Um, in many ways, you know, it. it helped inspire my love of movies, my love of fantasy, which I'm not a super huge fantasy nerd, uh, or maybe I am. And I just tell myself I'm not, but, uh, yeah, I was wearing a Jedi. (laughs) It's not looking convincing right now. (laughs) Yes. Yes. But yeah, I just think the whole experience of it for me, um, was, Unmatched, especially as a child, you could ask my mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I had all the toys. I was just obsessed. Han Solo was so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for me, it's just at this very basic level of the experience of Star Wars to really define my childhood. Um, it just a lasting effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm right with you on that, and I know we'll we'll get more into the themes later. But you know, just just generally at this point, you know, there's a reason why like other universes, like fantasy worlds. That, that are really well done to capture us. Like, I feel like I know, the, you know, the world of Middle, Middle Earth. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm familiar with that world. I've read you know, Lord of the Rings many times. I go back to that world. But why does it capture my imagination? Why does it capture my heart so much? Well, it's because I go there and I feel at home mm-hmm. because there are things that stand out in that universe that are part of my universe, yeah. that are part of my life, but I, it's so easy to forget. Mm-hmm. Light and dark and goodness and evil and yes. providence and free will, all those things, it's easy to... to to let those drain out, to become numb to those in our world. And mm-hmm. so when we go to a universe in imagination mm-hmm. that brings those realities, the, the things that make life worth living, mm-hmm. meaningful, dramatic, uh, adventurous, romantic, when it brings those back to the forefront, we get captured by those worlds and we return to our world, to our day-to-day lives enriched, mm-hmm. you know, because we're reminded of what's, what's real and true. And so Star Wars is one of those great successful fantasy universes that presents you with, again, uh, beyond just the words and the plot points, um, the the whole atmosphere is the you know the good and evil, the light and darkness, the sense of transcendence that kind of permeates everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I love the I love the the, the original sort of uh, 
the like like a cowboy movie in space yeah. sort of feel to it. You know, the the, the lone uh, Jedi guy and the, the scruffy. Uh, um, what is he? He's a cargo who you uh, call smuggler, 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 Hansel. Who you call him scruffy? <laughs> Nerf herder. You know, it, that, what a fun aesthetic. But but again, overall, the most thing is just this this uh, universe that you're just entranced by. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I feel like I talk about this in every episode, yeah. but uh, Tolkien wrote an essay called On Fairy Stories, yeah. and it's like his whole theory of fantasy and why it's worthwhile, and yeah. how Tolkien and C.S. Lewis kind of resurrected the fantasy genre from obscurity in the middle of the 20th century. Is He says, like, fantasy actually trains your mind for understanding the supernatural world. And it's not just allowable. It's not just okay for us to enjoy fantasy, but it's actually good for you on a spiritual level. And I've, Mm -hmm. I've, I've, I've known people who in coming to Christ, they're like, well, it's, it's like I'm reading Lord of the Rings. It's except it's real. And C.S. Lewis says like, Christ is the myth come true. Yes. And so in Star Wars, we find things that, that prepare our mind for the good things of this world. So, totally. Yeah, he also had that great quote on escapism, which I think Star Wars fits right in line with. Yeah. And it's something to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butcher it, but Do it's it. something to the effect sure, of, yeah. like we, you know, it is our duty to escape from the mundane everyday realities that, you know, escape from those things that draw us to a deeper reality. Mm. So escapism was being criticized. Mm -hmm. He says, you know, essentially good escapism draws us into reality even further. Mm. Yeah. So we come, we come back out of the wardrobe and the world is the same, but we are changed. Right. Yes. It's like Plato's cave, you know, like you you escape from what escape from the illusions, escape Mm. from the lies, escape from the vagaries, the surface, the rind of life, Mm -hmm. because there is deeper stuff there. Mm. We're often blind to it. We're often numb to it. The world will constantly want to keep our eyes on, on the mere, you know, the mere sensual, you know, just, just food and drink and constant entertainment. But it calls us to the deeper things, and yeah. that's that is true. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I love that. Um, that uh, just some, some things I love about yeah. Star Wars is it's it's futuristic but old at the same time. Yeah, like the Millennium Falcon is a starship that travels faster than the speed of light, but is also falling apart and like rusty and yeah. like it's like this goes there, that goes there, and like it's always <laughs> trying to go into hyperspace and it like never works. It's like I fixed it. I thought I fixed it, you know. Um, and it just kind of that idea that there's this old world. You get a history that it's really old, you know, it, and, mm. it, and that's intentional. It's starts on episode four, you know, there's a history there. It says a long time ago, a galaxy far, far away. This has been going on for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and yeah, you see all this futuristic stuff that just barely works. Um, and the music is great. John Williams just made some of the best music of all time. Um, and I love that it's fun. It's not super serious. Like there's Mm -hmm. comic relief in all of them and some works better than others, but, (laughs) um, you know, I, I I think of Han Solo, mm-hmm. you know, in the detention wing of the Death Star, and they and the Death Star calls down, is like, is everything okay down there? And he's like, oh, yes, we're we're all all fine here. Uh, how how are, are you? you? And he's like winces, like that was terrible. <laughs> we're gonna have company. We're you gonna know? have company. <laughs> and there's, there's just so much comic early. It was a boring yeah. conversation anyway, and he shoots it. Yeah. Um, so I love that it's 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 funny like that in all the way mm-hmm. all the way through the. Um, 
the sequel trilogies as well. There's there's these moments where where Ray is like, yes, I feel it. I'm reaching out to the force and I feel it. And Luke's like, really? Like hitting her with the the, the yeah, yeah, strain yeah. of grass and he like smacks her hand and is like, that wasn't the force. That was a piece of grass. You know. So there's <laughs> just these and he's drinking the blue milk from the yeah. uh, the ugly little creatures and or the huge ugly creatures. That is, I love the the humor of it. Or on Star Killer Base where the the newly uh, uh, ex stormtrooper uh-huh. Finn is like, well, well, we'll just use the force. And Han, is a, that's not. That's how, how the, the force, force works. works. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, anything, anything you would criticize about the art of the the movies? Anything you would say? I'm sure there's a lot yeah. you can so, get into. So I think uh, one of the challenges of Star Wars, which I, I mentioned to you earlier, yeah. was uh, you know really as a shared as a created universe, uh, as a, a work of sub creation, mm-hmm. uh, it has experienced many authors over the years. Yes. So there's yeah. a lot of people coming into Star Wars with a lot of different visions. A lot of cooks in the kitchen. Uh, a lot yeah. of cooks in the kitchen. And sometimes they they fit into the world better than other times. Mm-hmm. And you know, mm-hmm. there is an amount of disjointedness that happens from it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Is that your phone? That is my right, phone. Get your phone, phone I, want, I want to say something about that. Yeah, I think um, like Harry Potter has a great cohesiveness. Yeah. The Marvel Cinematic Universe has a great cohesiveness. And um, I think that's because there was something that they were going off of yeah. to pull from. Whereas Star Wars is they're kind of making it up as they go. Right. Um, and uh, I think that was one of the things that I, I criticized about the, the sequel trilogies. There were some things I loved about episode eight, mm-hmm. um, but some things that I didn't. And I think it was because they didn't have like a. Uh, they didn't have somebody in the driver's seat for all three. Like it's almost yeah. like with force awakens and then the rise of Skywalker, like JJ Abrams was in charge of both of those. And right. those two movies connect really well, but yeah. eight is kind of like, it just doesn't, it's like yeah. the puzzle piece doesn't quite match up. And right. um, when people ask me about nine, they're like, did you like nine? I was like, I did. And my, the, but the problems I have with nine are really problems I have with eight <laughs> and the way that yeah. eight didn't like match up. Well, there's a couple different um, ways to look at the art there too, in the sense of like, you can always look at the art in terms of like what actually happened. What did this director do? What did they do? What did they do? But then there's also kind of stepping back and saying, okay, all this happened. Like, how can we look at it as a, as a whole? And we still, I mean, it's still, we can kind of look at, look at the whole work of art, the whole atmosphere. And there's still the star Warsiness of star Wars mm-hmm. that, that comes through there. And we'll get into that more into the mm-hmm. themes later, but yeah. yeah. And the other thing I was going to say about the, the prequels, yeah. I think the prequels had a great story, yeah. but this like kind of poor execution, you know, I think there was really weak characterization. Like if you ask, who is the main character of episode one? It's kind of like, well, it's kind of Qui-Gon. It's kind of Obi-Wan, but there's not, there wasn't that focus on the characters. And that's something I think the sequels did well as they remembered, oh, it's these characters are what makes it compelling. Mm -hmm. It's the hero's journey like it was with Luke. And so, uh, you know, Ray and Kylo and Finn all have these really strong characters. And even Mm -hmm. even with with Han and and Leia and Luke, not as much with Leia because Carrie Fisher passed away, but um, you have developments in their character and you walk with them and you see them be dynamic and change. And um, so I think that was something the sequel trilogy did really well. Um, But the prequels, did, did did not so much. I have a secret desire that um, they kind of reboot the prequels yeah. and do them right. Because I love the story. I just think they could be made better. And mm-hmm. like somebody goes and finds Obi-Wan in a cave on Katatooine. <laughs> it's like, I'm researching the older public and I've searched all over the galaxy for somebody who could tell me. And this is what the Empire says. And it's the prequels. <laughs> the prequels are like Empire propaganda of how stupid it. the Jedi were. And, and Obi-Wan's, and he's like, this is what the Empire says happened. And Obi-Wan's like, that's not how I remember it. And then it goes back and it's Obi-Wan's story through the prequels. And What's that, the like, term for that the when you, when you read? When you re, 
I just call you, it a reboot. But yeah, yeah, I can't remember the name. Yeah, yeah. So I want a Christopher fun, Nolan. The, the the you know what what he did to Batman. That's what I want somebody to do to the prequels from Obi Wan's <laughs> point of view. So that's, anyway, that's fun. Clone Wars kind of did that, but anyway, yeah. let's get into the, the the spiritual themes that we're gonna we're gonna run out of time. Well, yeah. uh, tell me a theme in Star Wars that you would love to talk about and you think we can learn something from. Well, I guess, the, you know, the one thing that I wanted to start out with, because um, it gets into some of the stuff we've already talked about, which is that we, we, we kind of know, and you know if you've been around the Star Wars universe, you know if you know a little bit of the backstory with George Lucas, that, um, so, you know, in Star Wars, there's this notion of the Force, and there's the Jedi, and there's the Sith, there's the light and dark. And what's interesting about the course of the Star Wars universe is that it, you can tell that, it, that both in the writing of it, as well as, you know, in the experience of the characters in the universe, there's a sense in which the light and dark is understood in the beginning earlier on as this sort of Buddhistic mm-hmm. balance notion yeah. that there's, there's light and they're dark and they're perfect. They're, 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 they're equal to each other and they have to be in balance. The and yin and the yang. The, yeah. Or that Dallas, kind of a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's so interesting to me about the Star Wars universe is that again, both I think in the writing as well as in the experience of the characters that falls apart after the while, because I don't think you can tell a good story about a Buddhistic universe. You can't tell mm. a good story where, where good and evil are just opposing forces that have to remain in balance. Mm. That doesn't make for a real story. Interesting. You can't have a real hero where, when the universe is just about balance, mm. you know? And so I think a, a writer, even if they start with that conscious desire to make that part of their universe, what begins to happen, what begins to fall apart over time is that no, no evil really is evil. Good really is good. And the, and the, the hero really is called not to bring balance, mm-hmm. but is called to uh, persevere, is called to virtue, is called to love, is called to the goodness, the light. And I think, again, what's interesting is I think that you, you can see that over the arc of the, the trilogy of trilogies yeah. into how the writers like despite whatever their intentions were, it still ends up that, that the, the light is the light, the good is the good. Mm-hmm. And, and actually, as we'll talk about later, the, you know, the force becomes more of a character in the story, mm-hmm. but then certainly too, in the in experience of the characters, you know, there's, there's lots of stuff we can talk about in the prequels and even in the, the original trilogy where, um, the light, the light side of the force, the goodness in the universe is sort of, again, treated in this sort of Gnostic way, this Buddhistic kind of a way. But it's part of Gnostic meaning spirit, good, flesh, bad. Yeah. Lots of the, yeah, the the secret knowledge kind of stuff, the, 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 the spirit, good, flesh, bad kind of a, kind of a sense. Um, yeah, I mean, it's characterized as the light side of the force is, is suppression, Mm -hmm. suppressions of your emotions, your passions, your feelings to this total stoic approach to life. And the dark side is total indulgence in your passions, your feelings, Doing what feels good. Mm-hmm. Right. They're both a disintegration. Uh, you know, again, as Catholics, we recognize humans were made body and soul. And what it means to be a saint is not to be the, the you know, the, the, the classical stoic, mm-hmm. you know, like, like some of the Jedi um, um, are portrayed as, especially in the, in the old Republic, nor is it to be, you know, the completely, you know, uh, let loose Sith, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, where the passions rule and give you power, the passions yeah. rule and make you powerful. What the, what the saint is, is one where, where the person is perfectly integrated. Mm-hmm. Their passions are guided by their, by their reason. Well, and isn't that a kind of balance? Isn't that a sort of temperance, prudence? Well, again, Christian so, virtues? Uh, is it a balance or an order? I guess it depends what we mean by the word, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, with, you know, Augustine and Plato talk about the well-ordered soul where yeah. you 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 don't repress your passions, but your passions serve your intellect rationally. So like yeah. I my passions tell me I'm hungry and my intellect decides 
yes, it is a good time to eat and I'm going to eat a well-balanced thing. Whereas if my passions rule my intellect, yeah. it's burgers and Krispy Kremes and that's all I'm going to eat, mm-hmm. you know, to the point where it's, it's unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be, be out of balance. And so the way you fix that is not by repressing your hunger, but by mm-hmm. channeling your hunger in the, in the right way. And so yeah. that's the well-ordered soul. That's the balance. So, um, I, I agree with you, like in, 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 in Taoism and, um, you know, Confucianism, Buddhism, there's, mm-hmm. there's the more Eastern, Eastern philosophies. Mm-hmm. There's this sense that evil and good are equal and opposite forces that have to remain in balance. Whereas the Christian understanding is dark, isn't a thing, right? Right. Evil isn't a thing. Mm-hmm. It's a lack of a good. So it's an absence. Yeah. So yeah. darkness isn't a thing. It's a concept we used to describe when there's no light, yeah. right? When uh, cold isn't a thing, it's a, what we use to describe when there's no heat. Right. So God is being and a lack of being or a twisting of being and of goodness is, um, is evil. So like the devil isn't an evil God in a, in opposition to the good God. The devil was a good angel, a good mm-hmm. creation with superior intellect and goodness and beauty who then was fallen and twisted. Yeah. And so that's a, that's, I think is a fundamental difference between kind of the, the more again, Eastern as it kind of was traditionally but, called a way of thinking of good about good and evil and the Christian way of seeing good and evil. Yeah. That, that's a real challenge in how the movies were written, because I think yeah. ultimately you know, the movies betray their own internal philosophy and lend towards that Christian understanding. Yeah. yeah. You know, and many authors contributed to that whole process. Yeah. Well, and part of what, what goes on there is that, so even, so in the, the more Eastern philosophies that we would, as Christians, there's, there's aspects that we would disagree with in how that, and how, whether they accurately describe the universe, mm-hmm. like the big picture of things, but certainly like we recognize experientially, phenomenologically, that, that there's the truth there is in like the human experience. Like we li- we're fallen human beings and part of wrestling with that fallenness does involve a, a sort of grappling with the light and darkness. Mm-hmm. And that's certainly an aspect of that, that uh, is true and runs throughout Star- the Star Wars universe, especially I think in, in, so, in the new trilogy, there's a lot of this theme of having to confront your own darkness mm-hmm. in order to, to like have this resurrection you know, to, to overcome it. You have yeah. to, like Ray has to, uh, has to confront her past. She has yeah. to confront her lineage. She has to, as does Luke. Uh, they do. Yeah. yeah. They have to, they have to, they have to face it. They have to challenge it in order to overcome it. Mm-hmm. And so it's not that the, the evil and good are presented as equal things, but that, no, we all have some of that brokenness inside of us and to grow, we have to, we can't ignore it. We have to face it and overcome it mm-hmm. and, and purify it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that, it's very well. So an, an interesting thing, I forget yeah. who pointed this out to me, but somebody pointed out that in the original trilogy, they never talk about the light side of the force. Mm. It's just the force and the dark side. Yeah. And it was, I forget whether it's in the prequels or the sequels. I think it's even in the sequels mm-hmm. is the first time you ever hear reference to the light side yeah. of the force. It was always just the dark, the force and then the dark side of the force, which is kind of, kind of an interesting, interesting take yeah. on it. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of people kind of understand the world um, kind of, kind of like the force, like it, mm-hmm. there's, it may, maybe somebody believes in God or maybe they don't think about it that much. Or even if they do believe in God, they see God kind of like the force. It's right. this mysterious presence that some people are tapped into, yeah. but most people are kind of, you know, unaware of in their day to day life. Yeah. And, you know, people say, Oh, I'm putting good vibes out there for you. You know, send me positive thoughts. <laughs> you know, they say I'm thankful without thinking like what they're thankful to. Right. Um, you know, they say, Oh, well the universe is just against me today. Or, uh, you know, I'm putting good vibes out there into the universe, the, whatever that means. Yeah. And I think, yeah. I think th- a lot of people 
in other words, believe in the force, yeah. basically, that there's just kind of this mystical thing that that penetrates us and binds us, as Obi-Wan says, and just yeah. kind of knits the universe together. And that's how a lot of people think about God. Yeah. Um, what is the what is the Christian response to that? Like, how would Christianity say, well, yes and and no. Like, what's the yes and what's the no? Well, it's there? a great starting point. Like, we, we, we it's mm-hmm. good for people to recognize that about themselves, that it's it's a normal, natural, almost universal thing amongst human beings to have the sense of the transcendence, that, that the mere material is not all that there is. Like, we know that. We experience that. We experience that in our own personhood, in our experience of other people, our experience of the providence of life and the movement of life, that there is something transcendent there. And th- I, I would say that's a hats off to George Lucas, who you know, was a man of some sort of religious belief, believe in God. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things he wanted to do through the trilogies inspired mystery. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he very much did that. You know, he made those spiritual realities more visible, Mm -hmm. which now everyone's going to stand in front of a grocery store and lift their hand up and open the doors. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work like that (laughs) in our world. Uh, Love doing that. But that's just a start. Yeah. Yeah, and that again, that that that's a great starting point. You know, we we often criticize as Christians people who would say that they're spiritual but not religious in the mm-hmm. sense that they've taken the first step but they've refused to go further. Mm-hmm. And we would want people to go further, but that mm-hmm. that first step is a good first step as long yeah. as you remain open. Mm-hmm. No, there is a spiritual world. There is a transcendent aspect mm-hmm. to life that actually brings you into contact with the most important aspects and purposes of life, mm-hmm. but you don't want to stop there. Yeah. And that's where you get into, well, what is, what is the nature of the spiritual world? What is my nature as a, a being that, that lives in both at mm-hmm. the same time? And, and what, it, what is it here for? What, what am I mm-hmm. going to do with it? Yeah. And I, I think people is people recognizing the work of the Holy spirit in their lives. They yeah. probably wouldn't, uh, most people probably wouldn't describe right. it that right. way. Right. Right. But then the next step is not only is there this mysterious numinous spiritual transcendent presence in my life, but also there's a loving father. There's a personality out there who ordered the universe and made me and loves me and loved me enough to come down to earth as the sun and suffer the same things that I suffer and accept all the evil and and death of the world and conquer it on the cross Mm -hmm. so that I can be redeemed of my brokenness. And so it's, it's almost like they, they have a glimpse of one part of the Trinity, kind of that mysterious experience of the Holy spirit. But then they're like, as Christians, we know there's, there's another step. There's this, this call to mission that Jesus calls us to be part of his mission. There's this, this relationship where, uh, we are loved and we're called to love in response and, and called from that to, to love other people. So there's, um, I, I think you're right. Like it's, it's a, it's a good first step, yeah. but it's not, I think what I would say as a Christian to somebody who kind of believes in the force without actually saying they believe in the force, but just mm-hmm. kind of saying, Oh, I'm putting good vibes out into the universe or I'm yeah, spiritual yeah, yeah. or not really is I would say, it's not that that's not true. Yeah. It's that you only have a piece of the truth. Yeah. Like it's not true enough. There's something deeper there. Right. Um, you had a, you had a great quote on, on, um, your, your show. Um, Elevate you, Ordinary. Yeah. When you were talking about, um, uh, the fear of the Lord. Yeah. Um, and I, do you have it? So I do have it right awesome. here. It's one of my favorite quotes for C.S. Lewis. And yeah, and it, it goes with what we were talking about, but also gets into one of my favorite aspects of the new trilogy. So C.S. Lewis writes, An impersonal God, well and good, a subjective God of beauty, truth, and goodness inside our own heads, better still, a formless life force surging through us, a vast power, which we can tap best of all, but God himself alive, pulling at the other end of the cord, perhaps approaching at an infinite speed, the hunter, king, husband, that is quite another matter. There comes a moment when the children who have been playing at burglars hush suddenly. Was that a real footstep in a hall? There comes a moment when people who have been dabbling in religion 
man's search for God, or maybe spirituality mm-hmm. we might put in there, when they suddenly draw back, supposing we really found him, mm-hmm. we never meant it to come to that. Worse still, supposing he had found us. Yeah, and I can't tell you how many times I've, I've ex- once I've experienced that in my own life, like yeah. in, in high school when I was getting involved in my church, my youth group is my first time going to Catholic school and taking religion class and be, became friends with some, some awesome Protestant Christians who got me reading the Bible. And it was the first time, I, even though I'd gone to church, it was the first time in my life, like, whoa, holy crap, there's something to this. There's yeah. something. And I don't know what it is, but there's something. And then, and I've seen so many teens that I've worked with through the years, you know, we take them on retreat, we take them on mission trip, we have them work with the poor, we take them to adoration and they have this powerful experience. Yeah. And then there's a choice. Once you've had that experience, you've been in the wardrobe, you know that Narnia is real or there's something. It's like, all right, what do you do now? Now, do you change? Do you go forth and live a changed life and continue with that? Or spoiler for the Chronicles of Narnia, if you've never read the Chronicles of Narnia, skip forward 30 seconds. Do you become like Susan? Who's just like, oh, that's a silly game we used to play. And I've seen so many kids come back from retreats and be like, oh yeah, that was just the retreat high. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't real. And they go back to living how they were, you know? And going kind of back to your point. uh, So Star Wars starts with this it is. It's a spiritual reality mm-hmm. that we can manipulate. We can use whether for good or for evil. And as it progresses through the series and most most definingly through the new ones, the force has this will. It mm-hmm. approaches Ray. It is actually an active an active that was thing. Me. That was me. I used the force. Right, thing. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. The force yeah. has a will, you were saying. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, it does become a more personal thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, throughout I think throughout that 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 new movie, The Force Awakens, is where this point really comes home. You know, this this sense of the light side of the force. I mean, even up to that point in the Star Wars universe, there is, is this sense where the force isn't merely something to be manipulate, manipulated. Even by the light side, that there's this there's a sense of reverence, the sense of needing to cooperate, needing to 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 go like there, there's a providence here. There's a, mm-hmm. there's a but it really becomes um, particular and upfront in The Force Awakens. We, we have all these moments. Throughout that movie, where different characters are touched or mm-hmm. called by the force, we have yeah. Finn having this inexplicable coming to a sense of morality yeah. and conscience, and he and he he flees that he can't be part Even of the empire he was anymore. Brainwashed his entire life, right? He's got yeah. nothing, but he had a sense. He had a call. Mm-hmm. Same with Ray; she has this sense of calling. She doesn't know what it is. She doesn't know where it comes from. And what's the what's the uh, the the weird little alien lady who gives her advice? Um, Ma, Maz, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. She gives her this little bit of catechesis. That's that's the light, and mm-hmm. it's calling you, and yeah. it's and it's um, and but but each of the characters also has this. Um, this question of how they're going to respond, whether they're going to respond to this call, because again, as, as Lewis's quote, quote points out, points out, this is not just a power. This is not a power we can manipulate. Mm-hmm. This is a power that calls us, but then also expects things of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a, a, there's a yeah. purpose for the calling. Mm-hmm. And really, I mean, not to, I mean, maybe this is really obvious to point out, but yeah. even the title of the film, the force awakens, right. Mm-hmm. You know, to say that the force was asleep or an inactive participant mm-hmm. in the background beforehand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now it's entering into the scene mm-hmm. and making things happen. Yeah. yeah. Which isn't, you know, it's not that that had never happened before mm-hmm. in the films at all, mm-hmm. but it has been laid bare mm-hmm. in the new, newest trilogy. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Ah, oh, you guys said so much there that I wanted to, I wanted to, oh, talking about like the force is not just to be used for manipulation. Like that's kind of how Ray experiences it at first. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it's uh, you know, you have a laser sword and you can yeah. move rocks and you can like use it like a weapon. Uh-huh. Um, and, and Luke is like, no, that's, that's not it at all. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, it gives you power, mm-hmm. but it really, that's not what, what it's about. And I mm-hmm. think 
um, some people have the same temptation with religion. Like mm-hmm. there are, we've seen corruption in our church where yeah. people go after being a priest or go after, or e- even outside the, the, the Catholic world, um, you know, people become these famous preachers with huge followings and they're wearing, they're wearing the fancy clothes and, um, all, they have all this money or, you know, people, we have very career minded bishops in the church mm-hmm. and that power corrupts and we see them yeah. using their religious power in kind of this corrupt way. And like, we, we see that in the, in the Jedi, the Jedi yeah. have this fall and you see Yoda coming to terms with that. And you mm-hmm. see Luke and, and, and Anakin wrestling with that, um, that they, the, you know, Luke says in the last Jedi, the Jedi failed, you know, they, mm-hmm. they failed. And, and, um, you know, that, that reminds me of our church in lots of ways and lots of way yeah. our church, our church, not that our church overall has failed, but in lots yeah. of way our church has failed. And that doesn't mean the ideals of the Jedi are wrong. Right. It, the ideals of the Jedi are true, but, yeah. but the people trying to live up to it have failed. They've given into that power. And I, I feel that's, that's a temptation for every believer. Yeah. Um, so, well, I think we can broaden it even further too, because again, making the comparison is goofy because we might say, well, in our universe though, we don't really have, we don't have something analogous to the force, mm-hmm. right? You know, like in that universe, you actually can tap the spiritual power power and do mm-hmm. stuff. You can lift rocks, but no, no, broaden this a little bit. So in that fairy tale universe, the way it's set up is that, you know, part of being the spiritual being is that you can, you can have this force connection. You can do stuff. Okay. We can do the same thing. It just looks different in this particular fairy tale universe. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that I can think and decide to wiggle my fingers, I have to mm-hmm. point this out to my kids. Like if you stand back for a moment, that's, that's a weird. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm in some sense, I feel like I'm here and that's there. And yet I'm doing this yeah, that's or the way I can use my intellect or my sense of morality or the, the ability to speak and connect with other human beings. Mm-hmm. Those are spiritual powers mm-hmm. that we have. Yeah. And so the question is, again, we, we find ourselves in this saturated spiritual universe that we live in. Mm-hmm. We find ourselves with these powers that we can use. And the question mm-hmm. is, where did they come from? And do we, do we seek out that source Mm -hmm. and do we not just try to use the powers that source has given us but we say, no, I I received this call for a purpose. I received these powers for a purpose. What's that purpose? Of the force. Yeah. 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 That's calling me. Very good. Very good. I, I feel like, so I wanted to to tell a little bit of a a story and I'll give you, if I wanted to ask if you guys had had personal stories where like Star Wars actually made like a real difference in your life. I remember one time in middle school, there was somebody who I got in a fight with and I was just so angry about it. And I was so mad that I got in a fight with this person. This person was just being a total jerk to me. And my older brother, Brian was like trying to make me feel better. And he was like, it's like, it's like Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? That's just a movie. He's like, no, it's exactly the same he's giving into his passions yes. and he's using his rage against you and you have a choice. Yes. Are you going to, are you going to respond in the same way and give in with rage? Or are you going to say, you know, like Luke does the Vader, he says, I'm, I will not fight you father. I mm. will not. And he throws his lightsaber away. And I, and that's, I, I love in last Jedi when Luke throws his Jedi, his saber away too, because yeah. it's, a, it's calling back to the end of, uh, the return of the Jedi that he throws his lightsaber away. is like, no, the force, it is not about my ability to wage war. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, I'm one with the force and the force is with me. It's, it, and so I remember that that has been a, such a lesson for my life that when I experience other people and their unhinged power,
compassion that yeah. I don't respond in kind. You know, yeah. I, I choose to be Luke. I don't choose to be Anakin. Mm-hmm. And that, that's been such a, a, a deep lesson for me. And as I got older and studied more theology, I got into um, Ignatian spirituality, St. Ignatius Loyola, who founded the Jesuits. Um, and he talks so much about the discernment of spirits, yes. the discernment of the good spirits that are speaking to you and the bad spirits that are speaking to you. And, um, you know, is, is this coming, it was what you're feeling and what you're experiencing and thinking, is it coming from a place of consolation? Is it coming from a place of desolation? And how do you follow that? How do you listen to the will of God or listen mm-hmm. to the will of the force? By the way, if you're interested in that, you can download the Halo app by going to hallow.app slash awaken <laughs> and learn all about ex- sit like a Jedi yeah, and sit learn like a to Jedi. be in the presence of God. Learn quiet. to learn the will of the force. Exactly. So. <laughs> do that. Um, and anyway, so I was wondering if you guys have personal experiences like that. Well, I, I mean, I can say that, you know, I've had lots of similar experiences with my children of where that, the, that theme comes out. Like we, we experience that theme in this, this really raw and visceral way in the Star Wars universe. And then we come back to reality and then we experience it ourselves. We experience either from someone else who's giving into passion, who's expressing this will to power of the, of the dark side. Um, and then again, we have a choice, you know, we can, we had this temptation to fight back in kind and to justify our, our use of, of anger and force and passion because we're the good guys. Um, but, but again, pointing out many, many uh, instances in my, my ch- children's lives and in my life where and that is that temptation. And it's, it's one of my, actually another favorite theme throughout the Star Wars universe is that this, this progression in amongst the, the light side characters from the pre- prequels into the original trilogy that even Luke, you know, with his mentors in the original trilogy of Obi-Wan and Yoda, he sort of transcends what they're presenting him because what they present him is sort of this light side utilitarianism, mm-hmm. right? You got to go kill your father. That's the only way for it. You have to go kill mm-hmm. him because he's bad and you have yeah. to go and you have to kill him. There's nothing way around you it. must confront Vader. And he, and he wrestles with that. He wrestles with his own darkness, but in the end, his decision is to try to bring him back to the light, even if it means he's going to fail, even if it means he's going to die. Mm-hmm. And what's amazing about that is what we see played out in the Star Wars universe is the fruit that comes from that self-sacrifice. Mm-hmm. It's not the utilitarianism that the Jedi are always tempted to that brings about the fruit. It's in the end, Luke's self-sacrifice, his willingness to be martyred, his willingness. I, I've won mm-hmm. because I've maintained uh I, I, I've, I've remained true. I'm here. I want to bring you back, but I will not, I will not kill him. Mm-hmm. The fruit that that bears again in the force awakens mm-hmm. where again, we know at the end of the return of the Jedi, no one else in the Star Wars universe knows, but Anakin was converted by that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At, at the very end, you know, Luke says, I, I I'm going to save you. And he says, mm-hmm. you already have, mm-hmm. but it comes about not because again, the, the, the light, the, the Jedi and the Sith are, are one and the same when they, begin to try to use the power mm-hmm. for their own good ends. Yes. That, that's mm-hmm. the same path. Mm-hmm. And it's a separate path to say, no, I will choose love. I mm-hmm. will choose self-sacrifice. Yeah. I, I won't give in to, to lying into hatred or any of the passions mm-hmm. as this, this um, path to this goal that I mm-hmm. want. Yeah. So good. So good. Um, and a lot of people, something that, that, uh, you know, Luke's decision in the, at the end of return of the Jedi, which ultimately does save his father. Yeah. Um, it plays out 
like that that is the victory that that saves like the rest of the sequel trilogy totally um because luke kind of forgets that lesson yes. later on when he gets older and i know so many people who don't like the sequels because of that they're like luke's whole thing was hope and he ho- he saw the good in darth vader when no one else did right. so why couldn't he see it in kylo ren right. and you know and it was just for a moment that he yeah. lost it but I, I was i've been like you know you know one of my friends was was talking to me and he's like you know you're a teacher would you ever want to kill one of your pupils and i was like no i wouldn't want to kill one of my pupils but like <laughs> I totally, I totally get as somebody, as somebody who taught for, um, years and years and years, I have seen teachers who in the beginning of their careers were, were idealistic Mm -hmm. and saw the good in each student. And it's easy to become jaded. Mm -hmm. One one of my, uh, my friend, uh, John, who's a, who's a master educator. Uh, he always says teachers get better or they get bitter. Mm -hmm. And I've seen so many teachers that over the years they get bitter and that's what happened to Luke and Ray helps him realize, like helps him return. You know, in in the scriptures that Jesus says, you must become like little children. There's something we can learn from children in being childlike. And Luke has to relearn that. And I know that this is totally true for things in my life where I, I can look back to my past and be like, you know, in some ways I was, I was better as a younger person. Like certainly mm-hmm. I have grown in other ways, but there is a certain childlikeness um, that we need to regain. And I, so I think that's totally believable mm-hmm. from, from Luke um, that he would become bitter in some ways and have to regain that, relearn that. I think so. every parent goes through that, mm. you know, in this, cause again, what happens every time I decide to yell or I decide to endlessly lecture or I somehow I feel like by my force of will, I will make this small child behave and to the light side of the force. Like you all, I mean, hopefully the temptation isn't to kill them, but the temptation is to, I, I can force them. Mm-hmm. I can will them. And that's, in, and that's not the way that's the, that leads you to this place where, you know, you are ineffective and all you are is an anger ball and you, mm-hmm. you can't do anything. Well, and so many of the, you know, like Obi-Wan at the end of episode four, he puts his lightsaber away yeah. and that's his victory. Yeah. Um, Luke at the end, he throws his lightsaber away mm-hmm. Ray at the end it's an act of defense mm-hmm. that conquers the emperor. It's yeah. not her. The emperor says, I want you to kill me. And she doesn't, she just defends herself. Yes. And so that, that is very much, and that, that's something that I, I, I um, very much love about Buddhism. You know, there's some things that are compatible with Christianity and some mm-hmm. things that aren't, but that, that way that sometimes refusing to fight, even when it seems like it's the only right. way, even when it seems like it's a necessary evil, yeah. sometimes that prophetic witness of, I am not going to fight evil with evil. I am yeah. not going to fight fire with fire. Yeah. Um, as Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, you know, evil can't conquer evil. Only good can do that. Yes. There only is like, it's kind of ironic or maybe it's not ironic. Maybe it's intentional, but mm-hmm. the whole star wars, mm-hmm. like they're perpetually at war yeah. and that act of peace, that yeah. act of sacrifice right. is, mm-hmm. is the only thing that brings peace. Right. And that's that paradox throughout the Star universe that, that you have these warring factions, the light and the dark, but the temptation, the, the strategy of the dark is not to conquer the light. It's always to seduce it. Mm-hmm. It's always to not get the, like the light side or the dark side doesn't, doesn't win if, if it, if it, if it lives on and the, and the light side dies, it, they know they have to, they have to convert them into a disciple. Mm-hmm. They have to corrupt them. It's always about corrupting that mm-hmm. you know uh, so we, we, in all these situations throughout the star wars universe the the thing that the the dark side whether it's dark sidious or, or the you know the, the different bad characters it's always trying to get that that person to fall it's not just about conquering it's mm-hmm. about seducing and corrupting and controlling yeah. and, and 
Yeah. So yeah. I was going to say, and that's how sin, sin works. Like the emperor is always saying, you will be, you know, you, you will fall to me just like your father before me. And that's what, that's what the serpent says in the garden is like, yeah. you're going to tell me you're not going to eat that apple. Like, yeah. and you're going to tell me you're not going to sleep with your girlfriend. You're going to tell me you're not going to punch that guy. You're going to tell me you're not going to, you know, like that's what sin says to us and temptation says to us. And that's what the dark side says. It, it acts as if your fall is a foregone conclusion and mm-hmm. you can't do any better. And that's what's so. kind of so great about the force awakens too, though, when it, you know, the force goes on on the attack yeah you know mm-hmm. it's calling the stormtrooper yeah. out of the yeah. battle yeah uh-huh. you know it then becomes or like the temptation of kylo ren you know mm-hmm. they call it a temptation in it you know they almost do like a screw the tape temptation in, toward the light towards the light, the light. It's so yeah but really it's a it's the proactive will of the force who is battling mm-hmm. you know the absence of the light and the presumptive intercession of the saints there because yeah. again he Han doesn't and Ky- yeah. well and kylo ren doesn't know that anakin skywalker darth vader whom he reverences whom mm-hmm. he speaks to as the you know, the the dead the effigy of, yeah. the, of the fallen dark lord he doesn't know that he ended his life he came back to the light convert, he came back to yeah. the light mm-hmm. and yep. so he's feeling this pull to the light side as he's in a sense we might say praying to his grandfather, to, yeah. to his grandfather who who came back to the light in the end. And that's one of the, one of the themes of star Wars that I think they do so well is the Mm -hmm. intercession of the saints Mm -hmm. and the, the reality of eternity. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're, you know, this high in the force, you come back as a force ghost or however that works, (laughs) you know, just this idea uh, that when you're no longer there, you somehow still continue to exist. Mm -hmm. You still continue, you know, to influence and be there. Yeah. Um, you know, you even see that with Han Solo, who's not a Jedi mm-hmm. uh, in some, w- some way mm-hmm. in the, uh, the newest ones. Yeah. The rise, and, it, yeah. and, you know, if you could talk a little bit about the point you made before we started doing the show yeah. about the end, well, they, kind of the culmination the yeah. and the difference between communion of the saints yeah, you know how that plays out in Star Wars and versus the, Sith, yeah. the oneness of the Sith. Yeah, that's played out so dramatically in the end of the Rise of Skywalker, where you're presented with these two different uh, senses of communion and unity. Mm-hmm. In in the Sith side, again, the dramatic climax of Rise of Skywalker, you have the the Sith Lord who turns out is not dead, and you know there's in the scene he's surrounded by these hooded figures, mm-hmm. and there's this sense again he's he wants her. He doesn't want to kill her. He wants her to be corrupted and to be the next Sith so that, what does he say? So that all the Sith, you know, past and present, mm-hmm. their spirits sort of channel into her. It reminds me of Screwtape. The Screwtape letters talking mm-hmm. about the diabolical unity of hell, which is completely contrary to the, the unity and communion of heaven. Yeah. In hell, all individuality is squashed into a perfect, you know, diabolical unity of control. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a sense of individuality being blotted out and it all coming under a, a power, a, mm-hmm. a slavery. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's contrary to the unity and community of heaven. Yet yeah, we're called to this ultimate intimate community with God, mm-hmm. but it's community of the Trinity where the persons remain individual. Mm-hmm. We're in communion, but we remain ourselves. And so mm-hmm. it's this holy community. And again, at the end of the rise of Skywalker, we're presented with, you know, on the one hand, she's being tempted by the emperor to, to, to become a Sith and to enter this weird diabolical unity yeah. versus she has this sense of the communion of saints. Mm-hmm. She hears the Jedi speaking through her. There's a peace there. There's a light there. There's a love there. Yeah. And that's what she chooses to, is to connect to that communion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I, 
you know, we were talking before about, uh, you know, people who are, would say that they're spiritual, but not religious yeah. or who think there's something out there in the universe and they're yeah. thankful for something, but they're not exactly sure what, or maybe people who have had an experience of the Holy spirit, but they haven't gone deeper. And, you know, if maybe viewers, maybe some of you feel like that, where you, you know, there's something out there. Uh, maybe you've had some good experiences of church some bad experiences of church, but you, you don't want to belong to a specific, um, you know, denomination or something like that. Like I, I think, um, we can learn a lesson in, in Ray is if you look at the Sith, there's very few of them. They try yeah. to do things generally on their own. There's the rule of two where there's the master and the apprentice, mm-hmm. but there's, there's not really any, any more than that. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes there are some followers of the, of, of the Sith, but what Ray chooses is community. Yeah. Like there's a community where you each can be your own individual. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know for me, uh, going deeper in my faith was finding a community mm-hmm. and no, they're not perfect. And I've been hurt by some people in the church too. I've been betrayed yeah. by some people in, 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 in the, the church too. people who were very close to me and did some, did some awful things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've also met like the best people I know. Yeah. And I, I met my wife. And so I like, I think, um, and you don't, you don't avoid that hypocrisy that you sometimes find in the church by avoiding church. Cause there's hypocrisy everywhere. <laughs> so I guess my, my challenge would be is if you, if you feel like there's something out there in the universe, if you feel like you're spiritual, but you're not really just like finding a community and taking some effort to find some community, which is hard in the world of COVID and find hard just in the 21st century. But finding that community is so important for spiritual growth. Yeah. Like you need, it, it, you are a Padawan, you need a master, mm. you know? And, mm. um, and I'm, I'm the same way. I need a master. Like I, and even Jesus had disciples, mm. even Jesus, and even Jesus needs a community. I need a community. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, it's another theme there that you know, especially throughout the sequels, really plays out, which is that uh, even amongst the the light, the good guys, mm-hmm. you know, the good guys fall when they're when they're not grappling with their own darkness, mm-hmm. when they're not coming to terms with no, 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 I am a sinner. What's wrong with the world? As G.K. Chesterton mm-hmm. answered, I am, mm-hmm. I am what's wrong. I have to start with my my sins, my darkness, and not uh, not plank in your own eye, not the yeah. speck in the other person. And eye. it's not to embrace it. It's not to give into it as the temptation is with the dark side, but it's mm-hmm. to confront it and to and to transcend it. And again, that that transcendence is not. It's also not a uh, a throwing off of passion becoming this sort of stoic robotic person it's no it's grappling with the dark and it's overcoming it's making a choice about how to respond to it um, and with, there's so many neat examples of that in the especially the sequels where ray wrestles with that with kylo ren wrestles with that mm-hmm. and and again especially seeing the fruit of self-sacrifice we talked about luke's but we also there's the, the moment in the rise of skywalker where leah in this spiritual act of sort of she sort of gives up the, the force ghost if you mm-hmm. will in in sort of reaching out to both of them and reminding them who they are and reminding mm-hmm. them that they can come back to the light even though they're both kind of mired in their anger and their fear mm-hmm. and it and it works her self sacrifice draws them back to to the right path mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah super cool uh, um who's a character that you just feel like you associate with or you just love is there a character that 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 you that you love and that you learn from that you feel like is you or anybody you want to talk about that we haven't talked about or. Well, I mean, I guess I personally love Han Solo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, always have it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's even since I was really young, it's good. Um, you're a bit of a rogue. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he's a, he's not a good guy, but he's a good guy, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. And I, yeah. I think that's just something I identify with. Yeah, there, there's a humility with him that, it, oh, I, I, I have to agree with you here. His is one of the most interesting 
story arcs, mm -hmm. character mm -hmm. arcs over the course of the series. Because yeah, he starts as this, you know, this this real, yeah, kind of sleazy, agnostic, mm -hmm. very worldly, you know, in it for himself, selfish, right. mm -hmm. who kind of comes along for the ride in the original trilogy. I'm in it for the money, princess. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he is. But he, there's also an honesty there. Uh -huh. He's not pretending yeah. to be anything other than what he is. Yeah. Like, he's just uh -huh. very straightforward. Now, this is what I am. And then when he begins to... Uh, be friends with these people. Mm -hmm. He's very straightforward about that. Yeah, I'm I'm back. You know, like mm -hmm. he's just he's all out in the surface. And there's a certain humility and, and simplicity yeah, to that. Absolutely, that allows absolutely. him to grow. You know, and it's kind of the you know I would say the great sinners make the great saints. Mm -hmm. I think you know, yeah, he he had passions. Mm -hmm. He lived by those passions, but he also like I don't know, he had a great heroic arc. Yeah. I love the ending of that arc. So in, in the, and there's, of course there's spoilers here well, on the self-sacrifice at the end. Totally. Yeah. And again, that's very, that's very, like the nonviolence. He chooses not to attack his son. He just even know, knowing that he might get killed, he meets his son on the bridge and that's, and that, that redeems Kylo in the end. It, you it, know? It, oh, I love that moment because again, what Kylo wants, what the, what the dark Lord in, you know, moving Kylo wants, he wants, Kylo's trying to kill that, remnant of good in himself mm -hmm. he's trying to flee from the light that's that's so interesting about his character he's trying to flee from the light yeah so we have that moment where you know in this act of violence he believes he's going to be able to finally sever himself mm -hmm. i can finally just I'm, I'm gonna be a i'm gonna follow this this dark side of the force and and if he had killed his father in that moment and han solo had reacted as on solo probably would have in any other mm -hmm. circumstance mm -hmm. you know snarky or, or or getting back at him yeah if he tried to fight him but know? in that he has a, this moment of compassion even while his son is has has done this there's this moment of of of, of tenderness mm -hmm. and so like the the dark side is completely frustrated in that moment because mm -hmm. it, it did not get what it wanted it did not mm -hmm. get um this this um he's doomed by yeah. love yeah it's doomed. almost it's almost like the prodigal son you know the prodigal son goes to the father and is like father i can't wait for you to die i want my inheritance now's i got and so now i got some uh you know some prostitutes to hang out with and the father gives it to him yeah, yeah. and he goes and he wastes it and and that's like that moment where hansel is on the bridge and he's like yes. i know what i have to do but i don't know if i'm strong enough to do it and hansel is just like i'm i'm here like i'm yeah. i'm here for whatever you want even if it kills me yeah i am here for you son and that moment is what redeems Kylo. It's so right. It's, well, and he's given that, that final reconciliation in the, in the, the third, mm -hmm. that third movie where he yeah. is able to encounter his father again, mm -hmm. you know, and his father is able to, to, to remind him that even now, even though that's happened, mm -hmm. even now you can come back. Mm -hmm. It's, it's not too late. You can. Yeah. yeah. And Kylo's trying to convince him. He's like, I killed Han Solo. I was like, did you though? Did you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Why did he get you? Because <laughs> that, that's not, I and mean, that's another thing that runs throughout the Star Wars is that it's not the the merely physical life. That's not the the last and most important thing. It's the life mm -hmm. of the. It's the life. It's 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 the good and evil. Mm -hmm. You know, it, dying isn't the worst thing. It's losing your soul. That's the worst thing. And doesn't Leia ever even say at some point? She says, "You know, no one's ever really gone." Is that yeah. Leia who says that? I think so. I think it, it yeah. is. Yeah. Um, I love Ray. I know a lot of people say, oh, she's a Mary Sue. She's overpowered or whatever. But I love, I love Ray as a foil to Luke mm -hmm. because Luke is like, I want to get off and have an adventure. And, yeah. you know, and he kind of sucks at first. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he, He's a pretty good pilot, you know, but he's, he's not that great at, at first. Um, yeah. As whereas, a person. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Ray 
is like super capable, super competent. She doesn't really think about it a whole lot, but mm-hmm. she's like, no, I want to stay here. Like, yeah. I don't want to go off and have an adventure. I needed to stay here and do my scavenging or whatever. And so it's such a perfect foil to Luke, someone mm-hmm. who like really wants to be a hero, but like really has a lot of growth to do before he gets there. Whereas Ray, who is like totally capable of being a hero, but is really reluctant to embrace her calling and her right. vocation. Um, or yeah, and, it's almost an, a lack of understanding yeah. too. That mm-hmm. was her big thing. She didn't know. Yeah. And a, a fear, a lack of, a lack of identity. She didn't know who she was or her family. She felt so disconnected. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I, I, I love Ray and just her, her growth and her struggle with the dark side. And am I defined by my parents? Um, you know, in my, my lineage, am I defined by that or can I break free from that? And, um, yeah, just such cool stuff. Yeah. So um, other characters we need to talk about. Um, I love Palpatine. Yeah. He's such a good character. I yeah. mean, you, you hate him, but like, aren't those the best villains, the villains that you love yep. and hate yeah. at the same time, like in, in the prequels, like something the prequels do really well mm. is Palpatine. Yeah. He is just so smarmy and just, and if you, after having seen episode nine, mm. I went back and watched episode three and yeah. like some people were like, Oh, they shouldn't have brought the emperor back or this, but like, watch episode three and then watch episode nine. Like it had to be that way. Yeah. I feel like it had to be like, they're laying all the groundwork in episode three for yeah. episode nine. And the it just, it ties everything together so well. The only yeah. problem with it, it was, they didn't do the work in episode one and two yeah. to bring him right. back. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like, Oh, and he's back now in seven and eight. You mean, or so, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so sorry. So sorry. Well, there's, so there's an interesting theory. Um, I think J.J. Abrams from Seven had it because it it, set, it it like breaks down uh, Ray's first lightsaber fight mm-hmm. with Kylo, mm-hmm. and she uses a lot of like stabs, mm-hmm. which the only other person in all of Star Wars who does that. Mm is Palpatine and her fighting style. The first time she picks up a lightsaber is just like Palpatine. And even in the music, it's reminiscent of the music that they use for Palpatine. And so I think JJ Abrams, even in episode seven knew that in episode nine, she was going to be a Palpatine. So I I don't think in eight, there's anything of that, but maybe there is, but I I think it's, I think it's there. And they certainly established in nine that, that, uh, I mean, again, whether they're sort of working this back into our interpretation of, of, Mm -hmm. Seven and seven and eight, seven, eight, yeah, mm-hmm. seven and eight. That 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 he's in the background uh, and the voices that are heard, yeah, and the temptations that are experienced are coming from him, yeah. You know, a lot of the experience of Ray, a lot of the experience of Kylo, it it, it makes more sense than when. And again, this is another piece of the spiritual reality we bring out. If, if Palpatine is the, is the image of the devil, mm-hmm. you know, that, that we often walk around without a, a notion, without a sense of the reality of the spiritual life. We're always. Uh, vulnerable to temptation, to the screw tape, to that voice on the shoulder, you know, that the, however comical that may be portrayed in the media, like that is a real thing that mm-hmm. there is a voice telling us you're not enough a voice telling us you have to take power. You have to take this into your own hands. You can't trust. You can't be dependent. You can't love mm-hmm. that voice is always there. And again, we, we do have this interesting thing where that's, it's absent uh, visually and audibly, but then it's revealed in that in that ninth movie that no mm-hmm. that voice was there mm-hmm. that temptation that movement of the spirit was there the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can, can we put the PowerPoint up on the screen? So I saw this meme the other day on Twitter. If you, if you can't read it, it says it's surprisingly dark for the saga to end with Palpatine's killing off the Skywalkers for good and then stealing their family identity. <laughs> and I so I I 
hadn't noticed that, mm -hmm. but I also think they're missing something is that it's actually, it's not the Palpatines conquering the Skywalkers. No. It's actually the Skywalkers right. conquering the Palpatines and adopting right. and adopting the spirit of adoption, the spirit here. of adoption. And it reminds me of like the early church, like in the yeah. early church, who was the main oppressor? It was the Romans. They were yeah. leading Christians That's into good. the uh, Colosseum to be eaten by lions and the great martyrs of the early faith, Felicity and Perpetua and St. Lawrence and all of them. But who ends up conquering who mm -hmm. the yeah. Christians end up conquering Rome yeah. and now Rome becomes the center of Christianity that goes out to the world. And how is it conquered with nonviolence with, yeah. I will not fight you. I will let you eat me lion. Like yeah. I will, I will let you kill me in the arena and that's how it's conquered. And that's exactly what we see here is how are the Palpatines finally conquered? It's like the not, life of the church is the yeah. blood of the martyrs. Exactly. And that's true through the series, the whole series. Amen. Yeah, she takes on this new identity at the end, which is mm -hmm. it's significant for the, yeah, the climax of the Skywalker saga. Yeah, totally fits. Yeah. Totally fits. Yeah. I, I was hoping at the end, I mean, I love the relationship between Ray and Kylo mm -hmm. and I think it makes sense in my own mind, in my own head canon, mm -hmm. what happens eventually is she and Finn end up together. Uh. And you know, the, in the last movie, Finn like keeps wanting to tell Ray something, but they never get to. Yeah. Um, and I know a lot of people are saying like, Oh, Finn was going to say that he was force sensitive. I don't really think that makes sense, mm -hmm. but I think what I would love to see is, uh, Finn being like, Ray, I needed to tell you something. And she just says, I know, like, I know you love me. Just like Han Solo says right, to right, right, so right, right, right. it's like, I know Finn. And then they get together. That's, that's my own headcanon of what nice, happens. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I also loved, oh, what's his name? When he, at the end, the final scene, when he turns to the girl that saved them and she's just like, no, <laughs> what is, what is this? What's his name? Uh, Oh my gosh. Po? Oh, uh, yeah. Poe Dameron. Bo, yeah. And he turns to the he's girl like, he's hey. saying, oh, the, the <laughs> like, man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah uh, there is good. like a really classic, like, you know, yeah. Oh, romance is like, uh -huh. it's gotta fulfill everything. And she's like, and they kind of yep. do subvert that somewhat. Yeah, that so, is, that is kind of funny. Um, cool. Anything else we need to talk about before we, uh, before we shut this down? I guess just, you know, a, a final word going back more to the overall craft of the Star Wars universe. We, we talked a little bit beforehand about, you know, we can talk about the, the individual details, individual lines, characters, plot points, those kind of things. But if we step back, you know, again, one of the, the amazing things about the universe is the, just the sense of the whole universe. And we were talking before about this, this word has come up in some of the books we've read of the Donegality, and that refers to a particular town in Ireland. And I think C.S. Lewis coin this term but you know that particular town has a particular feeling a particular atmosphere and ambiance and if you've been there you know the donegality of donegal it's almost like if you've been to new york you know what new york feels you, like you, you yeah. get the whole thing uh -huh. and so sometimes the most important message or the most important impact of a work of art is not maybe the specific thing said mm -hmm. but the overall atmosphere and ambiance yeah. yeah and again we, yeah. like we talked about in the beginning Everyone who who has entered into and loves Star Wars has this sense of that again that 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 spiritual transcendence that permeates everything mm -hmm. the yeah. light and the dark the good and evil the self sacrifice even where it's not necessarily said that's there in the the very fabric the of the Star thing. Warsness of it exactly it is, and and it, I mean the idea of creation and subcreation yeah. it really is a thing yes. you know Star Wars has become. Mm -hmm. Very real. Yeah. Explain what you mean by subcreation, because I feel like I kind of understand it, but not subcreation really. is just like the idea, like you know, 
God is our ultimate author. He's mm-hmm. created the world and everything. And one of the gifts he's bestowed to us is to create within this world, you know, oh, whether yeah. through our minds or That's how we image him. That's one way we're making yeah. his image. Okay. You know, we, like God, can be a creator as well. You know, and George Lucas, you know, mm-hmm. access, accessing God or the muse or creativity, mm-hmm. you know, he, mm-hmm. he, you know, in his act of creation and the many people involved and how we all tell stories and make things up, mm-hmm. you know, we are, in a sense, participating in God's creation, mm-hmm. you okay. know, as a sub-creation. Yeah. We make our own creations. Okay. Yeah. 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 Sub-creation. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, I was getting a sense, but you, the way you put it in words makes it very clear for me. So thank you. Yeah. Um, if I said... Uh, we're going to pause time right now for the next three hours. And the only thing like Jesus comes into the room and says, I want to give you a gift, a grace from my heart to yours is you have three hours to watch any of the star Wars movies <laughs> right now. You have to pick one you want to watch right now. Which one would you watch? I think I'd go just cause I, now that we've talked about all this, I might, my juices are flowing. I'd love to go back and watch the rise of Skywalker again. Mm-hmm. Cause just, it's not necessarily my favorite one, mm-hmm. but it's where so many of my favorite aspects of the Star Wars universe come together. Mm-hmm. You know, the characters, plot points, themes, they're, they're tied up in my mm-hmm. opinion nicely in so many ways. Yeah. And I, I want to, I'd love to see those culminations again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. You know, I would, if we had to stick to movies, mm-hmm. I'd probably be the force awakens again. Uh, yeah. Force awakens is maybe my favorite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would, that would be the one I would choose to is just the force awakens. I think it, it's done so well. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, one of the things that they think they captured again, <clears throat> which we hadn't had, you know, the prequels kind of lost mm-hmm. some of the star Wars. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, that, Star Wars ality, yeah. you know, down right. a galaxy of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What yeah. Star Wars is. Yeah. Um, thanks to CGI. Uh-huh. Primarily. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And at some point I, I would love to, I'll, I'll I, I think we're going to do an episode uh, on Clone Wars or Rebels and maybe the yes. Mandalorian. We'll get into some of that other stuff. I really had to stop myself from talking about Ahsoka Tano a couple times because I was yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I want to talk about Ahsoka, but yeah, we're yeah. not going to we're not going to do that. So we'll we'll, we'll do that another time uh, on this show. <laughs> so uh, I often ask my guests at the end if they would be willing to close us in prayer, reflecting on the themes. John Mark, would you be willing to sure, close us? Sure, absolutely. Today? In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, Holy Trinity, we come before you and we bless you. We praise you. We recognize that all we have is from you, our life, our abilities, even our desire for the good comes from you. We ask for your grace, for your presence today to move us uh, toward the light, toward your light, toward the purposes for which you've created us. We come from a place of experiencing the transcendence of the universe and, and your reality in little glimpses. We ask you to fan that into flame, bring us into relationship with you so that we can, we can grow in love and in relationship with all those that you've given to us and to whom uh, we've been given in relationship. Uh, bless us this day. May we grow in virtue uh, and may we praise you and glorify you with our lives. In the most holy name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. I'm one with the Lord and the Lord is with me. Amen. I've, I've totally used that as like in my own prayer, just as a, as a repetitive kind of mantra, yeah. you know, and uh, hello app, by the way, if you're looking for suggestions, you should totally have, I'm one with the Lord and the Lord is with me as part of the hello yeah, app. So like thank you guys for being here. Uh, John Mark, do you, uh, where can they find people find you if they want to find you? Um, so uh, if it's a listing of the stuff I'm involved with can be found at johnmarkgrodi.com, but my show here on Elevate Ordinary is found through the Awaken Catholic website. It's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, awakencatholic.org. Rob, do you want to be found? I don't know. Yeah. If you're <laughs> buying or selling a home, maybe in Northwest Ohio, 
But, then find Rob. Yes, sure. Uh-huh. Very good. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. cool. You can find me at MikeTennyMusic.com on social media at PKMikeyT. And uh, through the Awaken app, you can also chat with all of us. We're all on there and you can you can ask us questions and that sort of thing. Suggest topics for Suggest future topics. pop culture caddy. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're, you know, many of the topics we're doing are because people requested them. So um, you can download that at theawakenapp.io and there's uh, you, that's for free. And then if you are part of the Awaken Nation and make that monthly donation, then there's a uh, uh, premium content beyond that. You can hear talks by me and some of the other uh, presenters and show hosts through Awaken by going to awakencatholic.org slash donate. And that is what keeps the lights running. That's what keeps food on the table of many of the, of the, of the staff and uh, keeps the cameras running and all those sorts of things. This does not happen for free. So uh, please uh, donate to the Awaken, uh, to Awaken Catholic and become part of the Awaken Nation. And that'd be super, super helpful. Um, and as I, we've talked about a couple of times, download the Halo app. And if you go to hallow.app slash awaken you get a free month of premium and that helps us out we get a little bit of a kickback from that and that also helps us and it's super awesome for your prayer life as well if you liked this episode please like if you're on youtube hit that little bell and subscribe if you're listening on a podcast subscribe so you, you it automatically comes up in your feed give us a rating give us a review all of those things help if you know someone who's a star wars fan that would enjoy this conversation send them a text say hey i think you'd really like this um i've gotten a lot of great feedback from people just saying i love what you're doing with this show and uh you know so refer this that that all those things help so thank you for watching oh my kyber crystal's not working uh pop culture catechism use the force john mark use the force (laughs) may the force be with you force be with you and And with your your spirit (laughs) this show and all media on awakened catholic is made possible by the awakened nation and the hollow app The Awaken Nation is a community of people like you who support all things Awaken for as cheap as a cup of coffee a week and get access to exclusive content. Learn more by visiting awakencatholic.org slash donate. Hollow is the only audio-guided Catholic prayer app focused on contemplative prayer and traditional Catholic meditation such as Lexio Divina, Daily Examine, and the Rosary. We here at Awaken all use Hollow every day and love it. To learn more or give it a try, visit hello.app slash awaken.